Thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap. We're going to take a minute and do a special bonus episode uh, this week before we record our our actual Sunday Recap. I didn't want to interrupt our normal Sunday Recap flow of talking about... Oh, that's my bad. Our uh, normal Sunday Recap flow of actually talking about the sermon uh, with talking about the coronavirus that much. I mean, it comes up in your sermon a little bit, but... Um, I guess we'll call this the social distancing bonus episode. We've moved out of my office because my office space is, is a little cramped. We've given ourselves a little more room. We've disinfected everything. Uh, we've got the big thing of hand sanitizer. Chris is even moving more away from me now. Um, <laughs> but, but we wanted to talk about uh, not just coronavirus in general, but about why we chose to suspend our services. Um, we wanted to, I guess, give a space to clarify more on, on why we chose to do that. Uh, what our thought process was, kind of um, um, how we've gone through it. And, and I want to start that, and I guess with a caveat that, that we have friends, uh, we have other pastors, other churches that decided not to close, uh, and we don't think we're better than them. Um, we love them, we trust them, we support them in their decision. Uh, they made a decision based off of their situation, and we want to talk about why we made the decision that we made based off of our situation. Um, so with that caveat in place, I want to spend a little time talking about um, maybe we could start with background and decision-making process, where we were uh, thinking about coronavirus. I know, I mean, Dave was actually out of town, so I don't mm-hmm. really know that much about your background and your process in it. Mm-hmm. I do know us and ours. Um, I was probably, I'm guessing, watching it closest uh, just because Jordan trips coming up because I had close family who were traveling. Um mm-hmm. Who were in Europe in some of the hot spots, so I, I was watching it pretty closely. I don't know. Um, I don't. Jim was watching it pretty closely. We had talked a couple times um, in mornings, you know, trying to flow through. Okay, this is getting a little ramped up more. Last week, uh, Chris and I talked a little bit about maybe we can have uh, a prep ready to go of maybe a, a statement, start working through that type of things. You know, we had that kind of that stuff going on. Um, any of you want to talk about either that or not really? It's okay if not. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So, so we basically had been watching and monitoring it. We've been following it closely. Uh, and then Dave had been traveling. I think he probably was talking with it. I'm guessing with his son-in-law, I'm imagining some, cause you spent a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday you texted and said, Hey, we should probably be looking at this a little more seriously Mm -hmm. uh, for some reasons. Do you want to talk to any of that? Sure. Yeah. And to back up before we left town, uh, we had already, discussed it some too, you know, so as a team, we discussed it and it didn't, we were still watching it, you know, still trying to figure out if, right. if how fast it was going to spread, where it was going to spread, you know, trying to understand. We've talked about the CDC website. It wasn't the clearest sometimes, you know, so we were trying to figure out yeah, like, it's a hard who can, website who can to we rely yeah. on. Uh, we found the World Health Organization to maybe be a little more clear than the CDC. And so we were sharing information. Um, the elders had a prayer night kind of one of our regular scheduled prayer nights. We talked about it a little bit as elders and prayed through that. Um, so then what happened to bring up speed for me Thursday, um, I think just over the week as I was monitoring it more, I really kind of had a personal breakthrough of understanding the speed of transmission issue. Sure. And I mentioned this in the sermon, but I think this is the key part of it. We can either see it through an individualistic framework or a community framework. And so something clicked for me where when I started to understand the speed of transmission issue and why people were shutting down large gatherings, um, I realized, oh, that's about the community and the speed of transmission. 
And if, I mean, the, the basic mathematical logic is if 5,000 people in your city are going are gonna to be in the hospital, you don't want to send 5,000 people to the hospital the same week. And this, this transmission ramps up so quickly and is such an exponential growth, spreads way more quickly than the regular flu, that that's what happens when you're not limiting large gatherings and limiting social contact. So um, I just started to have that realization like, oh, wow, okay, this, this is an issue and we probably need to respond because we're in the large gathering business. So it Respond in a way that can be helpful to the community, right? Right, right. So not really, and that's what I mentioned too in, our, in my statement. I, our congregation is mostly young and healthy. Um, we do have older folks in our congregation and so just by by age, some of them are more at risk, but even our older folks are generally like, very healthy, active, older folks, you know, so I mean, we, we just have a very strong, this guy over here, we have a very strong, <laughs> healthy community. So I wasn't really worrying about like our church getting sick and dying. I was worried about our church feeling healthy and transmitting the disease to lots of people. Yeah. Being the catalyst for transmission. And that's, yeah. that's what's extra difficult to navigate through mm-hmm. is you know, it might even, we don't know what it's like in clean right now, right? Mm-hmm. In Bell County, we know that we have one confirmed case, mm-hmm. but we don't know two, two now. now. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I don't, I haven't seen that report yet, mm-hmm. but I mean, things are changing. And, and we and, didn't even know that when we were having this conversation. Right. It was still so, zero. Yeah. So we're having the conversation no. uh, the last week or so, mm-hmm. even more than that, probably leading up to Thursday. Thursday, we make our decision. Yeah. And that's before anything even that there's a case is released. Yeah. And, and so part of that is, is the idea of there's so many people that could mm-hmm. be seemingly healthy, could, could be healthy and are transmitting it. So we're trying mm-hmm. to help limit and slow that. And so the um, thing we did, I would say on Thursday seemed a little like forward thinking, which yes. I, I'm a reactive personality. I'm not a go for it, you know, do the drastic thing now. So that, that was unusual for me, but I just felt like we have so many people in our population that travel that we were probably even more of a catalyst. You know, we have a, nobody really calls clean their home. Like everybody that goes to our church is really from somewhere else. So it's, it's almost more like a college town than a typical town where everybody kind of stays there. Yeah. And it's, it's not just that we're more of a catalyst, but that we can be more of a help even too. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so in suspending our gathering. So on Thursday, we made a decision that we're going to suspend um, anything that involves more than a hundred people. We're going to suspend our childcare. So those are ways that it can travel mm-hmm. almost without people knowing or without mm-hmm. individuals knowing, without us knowing children are big spread because they don't really show symptoms. It seems mm-hmm. like, and all of this is, is really hard to really know, but that's the decision mm-hmm. we made on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so because we decided nothing more than hundred, that meant suspending in-person attendance at our service. Mm-hmm. So we decided that Thursday, um, I'd say we probably had, we've had our statement and our video and everything ready to go probably around five thirty or six o'clock on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided to not post Thursday night, but post Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Thursday late night or Friday early morning, Bell County announced that they had their first case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get well before we get to that. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, we kind of had a uh, I don't know a, a, a moment of doubt. Yeah, maybe a moment of <laughs> doubt. Yeah. So yeah, we had we I had, had a serious moment of doubt. Yeah, we had Thursday decided night. to make a decision, mm-hmm. and then on Thursday night, we we wrote our statement, we had our video ready to go, and then we looked around us. And we're like, nobody else is doing this, right? So, right. so at this point, 
um, schools aren't closed. Mm-hmm. Um, no other churches have decided to stop mm-hmm. um, their services, suspend their services. And so we were wondering, like, maybe we are over-responding, over-reacting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we decided to think through it more and and make sure we were kind of on, yeah. I don't know. Kind of re- re-looked at all the main factors. There were some trigger points for me personally. You know, we'd heard from a, you know, kind of secondhand that, the main regional hospital was running low on beds. Um, that wasn't really verifiable, but we do know across the country and in our county, we'd, the hospitals had really been overrun already with flu cases. So we're like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know if they really, the number of beds is really a particular issue, but they had already been stressed by flu cases. So we already had a stressed health community. So I kind of reviewed that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's still, it's, we, we still want to support the medical community, L- love them well by not sending too many cases to them. Um, and then our sister church is in the medical town. So, you know, the predominant number of people at this church are all medical people. And they announced before we did that they were not going to close. And I was like, oh, no, well, this that gave me doubt, too, because sure, there are all these yeah. medical experts. So I called one of the pastors the next morning. He's like, yeah, I think what y'all are doing really sounds wise and like a good idea. You know, we're not sure we might still do that ourselves. And then. Later on, they did the same thing as us. So it's like, okay, that makes me feel a little better too. Because you don't want to be doing something that like experts think is dumb. Uh, you know? right. <laughs> so, uh, so we were just kind of trying to weigh all those things out. And in the end, like I said, we made the decision because we thought it would protect other people. Um, not it wasn't a decision for us. It was it was a decision for our community. So. It was a way, and and people are starting to talk like this now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess three, four days later, then Thursday. Yeah. But it's a decision to love your neighbor, right? That's yeah. that's what we were talking about the whole time was how can we love our neighbor well? Mm-hmm. How can we love our congregation and guide them well? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was the decision we made was based on loving our neighbor almost exclusively, right? Because even yeah. um, local government, et cetera, it, there was no mandate or requirement. Yeah, there to, was no hard guidance on that. Um, so, so our decision was made on on loving our neighbor. And I think... Moving moving forward into it, we're going to have to look at what is the decision or how do we make the decision based on submitting to the government now too, right? Mm-hmm. So new guidance is being recommended by the CDC, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's going to continue to be recommended and things are continue, continuing to be, maybe eventually be mandated, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to lo- look at that and talk on that. The next round of decisions. In our next round of decisions, yeah. Our first round though was based off Lamar Neighbors. Um, I have, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. I think we've presented most of the idea. I have a few quotes um, and ideas on kind of how, um, how the church has responded in different situations similar to it, mm-hmm. um, similar to this situation to kind of help things that I was looking at to help prepare my heart and guide my heart in the decision mm-hmm. we were making. Um, uh, but before that, I want to present something for people that they can look at um, to look at the spread of exponential growth and why and what we we're thinking through with flattening the curve. Um, yesterday or maybe the day before, Washington Post, which is normally a pay for subscription thing, mm-hmm. um, released a free article uh, that has actual simulations. And so every time you go on the website, it simulates uh, randomly. So your responses to how it spreads and everything will be a little bit different than anyone else's. And even if you refresh the page, I just thought it was 
really cool. My nerd brain clicked in, but mm. it's a free article on why outbreaks like the coronavirus spread exponentially and how to flatten the curve. I recommend that. It helped me even after we had made our decision to better understand yeah, that idea really that well we made our decision based off of. Mm-hmm. So I want to recommend that. Um, and then I want to recommend also before I talk about the pastor's thing is the idea that Fred Rogers always talks about. Have you guys seen this? I don't know if this is going around yet or not, but it's always in the back of my mind when people are scared and, and mm-hmm. freaking out is it's the idea. Um, where is it? Fred Rogers often told a story about when he was a boy and he'd see scary things on the news. His mother would say to me, Fred Rogers says, look for the helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words, and I'm always comforted by realizing realizing that there are still so many helpers, hmm. so many caring people in the world. And so that that really is what we based our decision on, was being helpers, being caring people. Hmm. We want to encourage the church to be helpers. Yeah. So I I'd want to tell you, look for helpers, look for the helpers, but also be the helpers. Um so with that, how the church responded uh, in situations similar to this. So Martin Luther on dealing with the Black Plague or the Black Death, um, his words, he said, uh, sorry, it's split on two pages. It's going to be sad and hard for me. Uh, so Martin Luther in his works, volume 43, page 132, he says uh, that I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to become, or in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me, and I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or for the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person. I shall go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. I thought that was super strong and helped guide, again, me and and how we were responding. And I know we all responded and made a decision together, but I was trying to help frame myself. And so one of the articles... I found related to it uh, that nine marks released, I believe on the day we were making our decision. Hmm. And when I was reading through it, I was like, okay, yes, yes. And this is more on um, not completely on loving your neighbor, more on responding to the government. Hmm. So it's going to continue to shape, um, I guess my thoughts on that. But nine marks released this uh, article talking about how DC churches responded uh, when the government banned public gatherings during the Spanish flu in 1918. So the Protestant response was this, as they said, resolved in view of the prevailing condition of our city, uh, the widespread prevalence of influenza that has called forth the, for the closing of churches. I'm sorry, that has called forth the request from the District of Columbia commissioners for the temporary closing of all churches. We, the Pastors' Federation, in special assembly, do place ourselves on record as cheerfully complying with the request of the commissioners, which we understand applies to all churches alike. We furthermore recommend that our people shall conduct in their own homes some form of religious worship, remembering in prayer, especially the sick, our allied nations at war, and the present canvas uh, for the fourth liberty loan. So there's a lot going on in the world at the time, and they respond by saying, we cheerfully place ourselves on record with 
obeying what the government is doing. And then the Presbyterian response, which I thought, Dave, you would like it. Um, (laughs) Dave loves those Presbyterians. They're my people. They're his people. Uh, Their response was this. It said, Inasmuch as it has seemed wise to the commissioners of the district, after careful consideration of the question, to prohibit the gathering of the people on Sunday in their custom places of worship, May I suggest that at the usual hour of morning service, you gather in your homes and unite in common prayer to the God of nations and of families, that he will guide us in all wisdom in this time of trial, that our physicians and public officers may be led in their performance of duty and be strengthened by divine help, that the people may be wise and courageous, each in its place. Let us never forget that help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So I just thought that that would help us guide our decision as we make in in seeing how we respond to now the government moving into and telling us. Because it is, it feels at least to me a little different for us to say, we're making the decision based on brotherly love and the situation right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, this week or next week saying, now we've made a decision based on the government telling us to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So that feels a little different to me. But any other thoughts on um, our decision to suspend church on Sunday, at least for last week and this week um, before Um, we move into the episode? Yeah, I mean, I think the big question is to hit it from the negative. We just hit it all from the positive. So the negative question is, like, isn't that a sign of not having faith? Um, Someone posted that specifically in our community. I would say uh, they don't go to our church, but but go to another church in our community. Not a pastor, but just a guy at this church posted specifically that, that that if churches do this, they don't have faith. And uh, we interacted a little bit. I challenged him on that. Um, And I I think the problem with that is you're saying that if we do anything to mitigate our circumstances, we don't have faith, really. Because what you're doing is when you're saying when when a particular person in a particular time in a particular place does something because they think it's a responsible step to take, that is a lack of faith. I mean, you you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you're having a lack of faith uh, without saying every time anyone ever takes a responsible step to try to help people, it's a lack of faith. I mean, can can churches have armed security guards at their churches? <laughs> like, I mean, that's similar, right? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, even this specific person, I'll just pick on him a little bit as an example. Uh, he posted that, of course, in some interaction, because a lot of people got on him for it. He said, well, of course, if you're sick, you should stay home. And I'm like, well, isn't that all? That, that would lack be of a faith, lack of faith you know? at that point. Right? <laughs> so, it's like, we can tell people to stay home because we're afraid we might transmit a disease, but we, that, uh, or we can't do that, but we can say, if you're sick, stay You know, so I'm like, it, it's all gray areas of what do you think is best in the situation. So, you... You ask God for help. You say, God, you're the one I trust in. And then as Luther said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take medicine. I'm going to take basic precautions. I'm going to wash my hands. You know, I'm going to do the basic things that I can do. And so Christians have always had to wrestle with that tension. That, that is our everyday tension. Yes. I'm going to live by faith and then I'm going to be obedient and try to do the best I can in the gray world of like not knowing what every decision will, will bring. So, And again, some people made other decisions than yeah. us. Based yeah, yeah. on their situation where they are mm-hmm. and what they're doing. And, and they'll have to, just like us, continue to make decisions on yeah. uh, if and when they close or if and when we reopen. Like all of mm-hmm. They're all decision points that have to be operated out of trusting in God and using wisdom that he's given us, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I was just going to say, I think um, maybe one of the encouraging things that can come out of this is we're having this this dialogue about mm -hmm. how important it is to meet together in person. And mm -hmm. um, so there is, there yeah, is kind of a... We don't want this to be normal. Yeah, we don't want this to be normal. Yeah. So that should yeah. definitely be said. We don't think it's okay to only ever watch videos from home. We mm -hmm. do praise God that we can do that when it's necessary. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I, I've just enjoyed people... Mm -hmm this is not like a thing that comes up in your mind necessarily mm -hmm. on, off very often for a lot of people is like, um, what's the difference between mm -hmm. real face-to-face -face church as you put it, Dave, and, mm -hmm. and just doing it online. And is yeah. there a big difference? Is there a pro and con? What, you know, what, what can, what does God do when we're all together versus when yeah. we're scattered? What, you know, just, just great questions that we really yeah. have needed to talk about as a, mm -hmm. as a country and uh, mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, so hopefully this is a good springboard for some of that as well. Yeah, I think say, it's a good, a good discussion to have. And I yeah. think I brought this up in the sermon too, but Corona specific, <laughs> um, Paul talks about, I'd rather be face to face while he's using technology to communicate with his church, yeah. right? So he's using the technology um, of the day, the technology of the day, ink <laughs> yeah. and paper mm -hmm. to communicate with people, the technology of Roman roads, great travel, great postage system, quote unquote, at that time. Um, so there was like really strong communication and technology for people to be able to communicate with each other across long distances more than normal at this time in history or more than they'd previously had uh, widespread in history. So he's using technology to communicate with churches and saying, I'd rather be face to face with you. So he's saying the technology is better than nothing and face to face is better than using technology. And I think that's the same thing we're doing now. We're saying, yeah, this is, this is better than nothing. We, we like that we can actually communicate online with people. Um, but, but yeah, we prefer face to face and we want to get back to that as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and we'll probably look into options for, I know I already am, and I'm sure mm -hmm. we'll talk about it as a team, but options for now that we know more of you will be really literally stuck at home, mm -hmm. like how can we push more content? How can we mm -hmm. provide you with more resources to help uh, train your kids? Let this be a time of, of resetting of family worship, right? We talk mm -hmm. about family worship all the time. Maybe this is something that's going to force us to, to get mm -hmm. good at it, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so we're going to look at how we can help you in that, mm -hmm. how we can push content. This is our new studio, so uh, <laughs> uh, our, our new live uh, everything studio, I Social guess. Social distance studios. Social distance studios. SDS? I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, I think any other thoughts, ideas? I think we can end the bonus episode. Yeah. Sounds good? All good. All right. We're going to end the bonus episode, but we'll just remain live, right? That's what we're doing? All right. So bonus episode is complete. Coronavirus is on the floor.